If what I'm saying is an argument against our immediate senses, what about God talking to Moses? How is hearing any different than seeing? Although generally speaking, I think hearing has more of a positive effect than seeing. I had to wonder, did Moses hear a sound? No one knows. But I did see a verse that caught my attention, and it was about Moses. To give you an idea, the Quran is very precise in every word used. For example, when it says, stopped is not quieted is not left. The verse was describing the anger that Moses felt for his people. And it says, when anger stopped talking from Moses. The Arabic word is sakat, literally means not talking. And this I found to be interesting. The point here is, is there a possibility that God talked to Moses through much deeper channels, surpassing human senses? No one knows. The Quran also describes an ear that seems to be free from the brain, free to listen and comprehend. The verse says, so that a comprehending ear would be aware. How would an ear comprehend for it to be aware? I'd imagine if it were free from the brain for a second and was allowed to listen for the mind, it would be. Another verse describes the heart and sight. Don't they have hearts to be mindful with or ears to listen with? For it is not the eyes that go blind, but the hearts that are deep within. God describes people in hell in this verse as follows. They have hearts that they can't sense with, eyes they can't see with, and ears they can't hear with. They are like cattle, but even worse, those are the unaware. So are you aware? If you said yes, you're probably not, because you materialized what is fluid and claimed it for your brain. If you said, I don't know, or I hope so, you are probably aware because you realize that being aware requires a state of awareness, which is a fluid state and needs constant growth to react to changing circumstances. Nature and God's Creation I want to make a point about the use of animals compared to humans. Animals are in constant connection to God, and many people are not. We are in the lowest life and they are not. All humans were meant to be better and above all creatures, but we are no longer. Can we grasp that? If a cat has a disorder that makes it walk like a dog, and I say this cat walks like a dog, is that degrading the dog? Or is it describing the state of the cat? When God describes lost people as, they eat and indulge in pleasure like cattle eat, what does that say? Those people are in a state of unawareness and are indulging in what they are doing, like cattle eat. I think there is a lot to learn from animals, and if we were able to do what animals are doing in terms of what's required of us, we would be in a much better place. Being able to see how animals live and how the cycle of life happens in nature is kind of a worship to God. There also seems to be a connection between observing nature and the horizons on the one hand and the self on the other. The following verses seem to show that connection. We will show them our signs in the horizons and within themselves so that they may learn that it is the truth. Another verse says, And on earth are signs to those who are certain at heart, and signs within yourselves. Can't you see? The following verse describes people who were saved from drowning, and after they made it back to land, they transgressed on land without a right or justification, and the following is the description. When we saved them, they transgressed on land without a right. O oh, you people, your transgression is against your own selves. If we learned anything from science and what happens in nature, it is that everything is connected, but more importantly, nothing goes to waste. Waste. On a number of levels, 
seems to be the reason in one way or another why sins are sins. When Moses asked to see God, God told him, You won't see me. But then, God told him to look at the mountain, and if it stays in its place, you will see me. So, when God ascended to the mountain, it was crushed. There was a material mountain, and when God came to it, it was gone. All that was left was the earth and the horizon. Is managing to see God's creation on earth and on the horizon the closest thing we could get to seeing God? Can you focus on nothing to see everything in your view? How would you describe air? We need it to live. Can you see it? No. Can you smell it? Not really. Then we ask, saying that we need to at least sense it, using two or more of our senses, if we were to feel its reality. Well, the more your immediate senses are satisfied by its presence, the less you will have of it to breathe. We know that there is nothing like God, but I think that's a good place to contemplate trying to materialize the Creator. Fluidity is cleansing. The solid was cleansed by the flood, liquid, in the time of Noah. Water flowed through rocks to save Ishmael and his mother, leading to the creation of a nation. Moses was sent to the Pharaoh of Egypt from the river, liquid, and the sea was split to save Moses and his people, while the sea took down the Pharaoh and cleansed the solid. Joseph was sent to Egypt after being lifted from the well. Jonah was released within darkness in the ocean to fulfill God's message. Jesus came from Mary's womb with a new spiritual nature for humans a son without a father, through God's will, for us to know of the presence and reality of the Spirit on earth. And an example to all humans about the importance of spirituality to make the leaps from one phase to another. Allah is the name of the Creator in the Arabic Quran. Arabic words are unique to the Arabic language in their letters and meanings, and so translations should keep that in mind. The words must fit the context in which they were mentioned to deliver the broadest and most accurate meaning. However, the word Allah is not considered a name, but rather a supreme pronunciation. In the Quran, the emphasis on one God is very clear, but even one wasn't sufficient, because I think one as a value requires a zero, and you would need nothing to have something. That's why we say Allah al-Wahid al-Ahad, which would be the God, the one, the singular. If I wanted to share how I would pronounce Allah in a way that goes through the language barrier, I would say, inhale when pronouncing the first part A-L, as you see your tongue moving up and cool air flows under your tongue, and exhale when pronouncing the second part La, and warm air would flow above your tongue. In this way, Allah reminds us of breathing and the significance of air to our life. Yet we ignored air and the space it fills, just like we ignored our minds because we simply couldn't see them. Looking forward. We come from our mother's liquid-filled wombs to become living humans, fluid in nature, and I assume babies are in a fluid state. Then we start seeing the material world created around us, and we start the journey of trying to understand this environment. In doing so, we start the process of structuring and transforming into solid beings, becoming our own people which starts the fluctuating journey of being part person and part human, a mix of solid and liquid. And that's the nature of the life we are in. Of course, not everyone is aware of that because it is elusive. Also, because many of the things we create, see, and identify with are products of the person to the person. The person relies on the material, assumptions, emotional input, 
and emotional language to capture life. The human adopts a broader view, a fluid sense of understanding, and feelings to live life. We should all be aware of that duality and realize its presence, and not try to erase one for the other. If you think you succeeded, then the person in you is in control. Being mindful of that nature should encourage us to see which part is calling the shots. Are we helping grow the human within us, or building the person? As I tried to explain, the nature and function of what is described as the devil seem to be consistent with the part of the brain that is impulsive, controlling, and arrogant. But this is an extreme result of the person trying to capture the human or maybe suffocate life if we let it. If the human becomes in control, what should that entail? Being neutral, observant, in wonder, and seeking to grow to a higher self. And that brings me back to what I feel is very crucial. How all these sides come together is in being aware of the self. Not yourself as a term to describe who you are, but the spiritual one that consists of the brain, mind, body, soul, human, and person. This realization should help us see the human and person as a vessel, vehicle, avatar, a material existence, and that we are spiritual beings going through a material experience. In order to strengthen the human in us and elevate to a higher self through spirituality, the person, solid state, has to take the back seat. The ice has to melt before the human, liquid state, can turn into gas, spiritual state. Can we let go of our preconceived ideas and our image-based mental chains?